What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the Odd Chopper channel, coming to you with another edition of Lindy's Links, Likes, and Lacks. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell. Goes a long way for me, and this video goes a long way for you. That way, you become a prize of our great content is going live here at our little neck of the YouTube woods, our little emerald isle, if you will, out here. This green, green room. So strange. Just change colors of rooms these days. Make them what you want them to be. You can have anything you want. Anything that the land touches. Actually, that's Lion King mixed with Wizard of Oz. Yeah, we got to get off this train. We got to start at the Bet365 train in Arizona. Yes, Arizona now live with you. You can sign up for that down below if you're 21 and over. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. But um, I have a winning tickets problem here at the moment. That is kind of a thing that's happening here at the moment. Hopefully, uh, this evening can go well. Hey, Victor Wimbanyama ended up blocking that there to double-double. Hopefully, he can uh, get that done here. Seven rebounds at halftime. So that would be useful. That would be useful. Otherwise, again, just kind of weird weird card after weird card here lately. But I really like this one. I think this one sets up well. Uh, have all the props here. I have to throw this out there ahead of time. It is the trade deadline. So you're going to hear that all day tomorrow. There are a lot of things subject to change. I'm going to do a Lindy's Locks update over on Twitter's talking you through the ins and outs of anything that might have changed between my plays here and then what might happen. Because again, I don't predict the future when it comes to what in the F a team is going to do with a D'Angelo Russell, with a Bojan Bogdanovic, who is going to be out tonight against Sacramento. And then, well, what happens with him at Portland tomorrow? Lots of ins and outs of this. Going to try to touch on some of those major trade deadline spots. But again, Nine games. I've got picks for you, friends. Producer Jacob, hello. Hi. Hope you had a splendid day doing Super Bowl things. Let's get to the picks. Our first stop is by way of Indianapolis. we got the Indiana Pacers hosting the Golden State Warriors on a back-to-back. -back. I think you know by now, when you face the Pacers, you're going to see pace. About that pace, no trouble. But you also saw Draymond Green end up playing basketball here in this spot uh, against Philly. And wasn't sure what they were going to do. Tyrese Maxey had an illness and got downgraded. And I thought... If Maxi sat, there was a pretty good chance that Draymond would have sat and played here in the indie spot. But alas, earwax. Again, for my Harry Potter people, you know what I'm talking about. But just saying, I, I don't really know what we see from Golden State here. They have so many veterans. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. It's the trade deadline. Do they try to make some moves to get certain pieces? I can guarantee you D'Angelo Russell won't be coming back to Golden State. That's one thing that I know. But Clay Thompson, what happens here? Because there's been murmurs, but... I don't know how you make any of that work here, especially with Zach Levine out for the season. It could have been an easy as a one-for-one -one swap type of deal with a little, just making the money work. You got to make the money work. That's really the, the, the name of the game that people don't take into account. But Golden State, Indy, this is such a wild, difficult spot to figure out when you have so many question marks on the Golden State side. And it's not that you don't have any on the Indy side. Halliburton, questionable for injury management. He's played through that tag, though, multiple times. Benedict Mather and Jalen Smith, they both matter as well. So I'm going to side with Indy because you keep having Halliburton play through the tags and the unknown of what happens with Golden State on a back-to-back. -back. But between Kanonis, who's been playing good minutes for Golden State, and Kaminga, the emergence of him here lately, Andrew Wiggins has been more Andrew Wiggins-like at times. So I don't know. It's just a dicey spot altogether. Indy minus five and a half, probably my least uh, favorite game on the entire board as of right now, which is weird because 250 and a half. That seems fun to dabble with. Another team on a back-to-back, -back, the San Antonio Spurs taking on Orlando. Orlando, you know by now, adjusted defensive rating. They're good at it. 112 
that that's ridiculously good adjusted defensive rating. That's the points allowed for 100 possessions adjusted for the strength of schedule of which they're fourth in the National Basketball Association. They've also had one of the most difficult defensive strengths of schedules that they've had to face. So overall, their offense, I think it's going to get going here again as you have Mar Markel Fultz back. You have Franz Wagner here who's been back for a little while now too. Really good stuff. And as long as you got have guys like Jonathan Isaac stay healthy, Curious to see if Orlando tries to do anything here at the deadline. Because again, Wendell Carter's been playing around 30 minutes. I doubt we're going to get any opportunity to take advantage of like them trying to move him, trying to make him into somebody else. Because Goga Batadze has been on on the afterburner, just bubble wrap on the corner. So kind of weird from the third best adjusted defensive rated center in the National Basketball Association. Harnstein too. You guys know by now Rudy Gobert number one. But another game that's just really unappealing to bet. San Antonio on a back-to-back. -back. You have had Victor Weminyama playing on these spots, but otherwise it's a perfectly healthy team. So unless Pop is just feeling like sitting some dudes, you know, whatever. This is another horrible game to bet. Under 223 and a half is currently what's best here for me, but I mean, I ended up locking Wemben Yama uh, for the premium Discord there in terms of a double-double. Uh, that's off to a good start. Talked about that a little bit earlier here on Wednesday, but Thursday, probably won't feel that. 30 minutes, fine to... Yeah, stay away from this game, please. Boring game, boring game. Let's spice it up, baby. Oh, you knew. Producer Jacob knew where we were going here with this. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. We have a major plus money play here on this one cleveland minus six on a back-to-back -back themselves taking on brooklyn that is not and brooklyn is one of those teams where i am curious because they've had you know cam, uh, they're gonna have cam johnson out here they're gonna have dorian finney smith out lonnie walker out dayron sharp do 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 out but what are we gonna do here we're looking at Ben Simmons props, that's for sure. As for the Cleveland side, this is obviously a, a, another decent spot for them, but only a 224 total. A little bit lower total than I was anticipating considering Brooklyn. You just saw a really, really high total with the Golden State game that came to town. And Golden State's only 12th in terms of pace, but they're a really good offensive team. And uh, Brooklyn, they're just bad all around right now. So is what it is. But Cleveland, Mobley, does he play on the back-to-back? -back? I doubt it. Considering the injury management, I still think you get Garland here starting on the back-to-back. -back. don't know about other pieces if there's going to be anybody on the Cleveland side out again. They they haven't had a lot of these situations where everybody's been healthy. It's kind of been an all-hands-on-deck situation. They do have the opportunity and the liberty to, uh, liberty, liberty, to sit Mr. Evan Mobley here in this spot. But Brooklyn said, I got a major plus money play, and we are going to dabble with Ben Simmons triple double look friends he just went into the starting lineup here last game out kind of out of the middle of nowhere i was expecting royce o'neal to get that start and i will say royce o'neal did knock down shots in that basketball game did bring them back and then ben simmons went back on the floor towards the end of the stint you know by now he's not this crazy offensive piece but he's actually been a willing participant from the shooting department here four for seven last time out only played 14 minutes in philly didn't attempt a shot there but had massive foul trouble. Five assists, nine rebounds that he brought to the fray. I'm going to be really looking at double-double props here too, but I want to go ultra-aggressive right from the get-go. This isn't posted, but again, I make the rules here. I make the rules. I'm looking at better than any... Like, this is going to be a big plus-money play on Ben Simmons to triple-double. I think this is a very live spot. Get Evan Mobley off. 
You have a number of pieces that are out here from the Brooklyn side. I know that there's no quote-unquote minutes limit on him, even though he 20's the most he's played in three games since coming back from the back injury. But if you get 22, 23 minutes, he is so live. He is getting so much done. Plus, Claxton, really the only border that they have. Uh, border, hey, border, you tell me the time. Can't believe I just did that. Ben Simmons is a triple-double. I can believe I did that. Also, you can't. I still can't believe this still. Bet five, get 150 in bonus bets. This is a ridiculous offer from Bet365, friends. And uh, obviously, the great state of Arizona, you just added this to the portfolio. Bet365, now available in your state. Also available in Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia. So if you're in one of those nine states, I repeat, Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, you can bet five and get $150 ready to rock here in the NBA streets, in the NFL streets, hey, in the PGA streets, the waste management fired up this weekend. Going to be awesome stuff at Bet365 to take advantage of. You can also do a first bet safety net up to $1,000 in bonus bets, but again, a quick bet. Bet and get getting yourself opportunity to get $150 in bonus bets. I know that that is going to be an awesome deal for a lot of you. So sign up for that down at the link below. Get yourself access to as many sports sports books as possible. We're shopping for the best lines every single day. That's how we do things here over at Odd Shopper. It's only if you're 21 and over. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back to the picks we go. We reach the lock of the program. The Knicks hosting the Dallas Mavericks and, uh, Got some trade deadline questions. Now, these murmurs about Kyrie Irving, I don't know that that can actually pan out. Now, I've been surprised before. Dallas went out and got him. Didn't see Dallas being the destination of a ball-centric guard. But here we are, Kyrie Irving finding his way onto this team. Everybody said, oh, it looked so terrible last year. You knew Kyrie and Luka were going to figure it out. They're too good at basketball. They're too also just smart about how to construct a team around one another. Kyrie has the experience. Luca has the talent. I, this was never going to be a question. And Dallas has started to play some good ball. The problem has been that Kyrie's been dinged up a lot throughout his career, especially in his Dallas tenure. And that's led to some issues in, in terms of just like, what do we do with this team going forward? This is not one of those spots that I'm all that worried about. Barring something crazy happening at the trade deadline, this is my favorite play of the day. The New York Knicks taking massive, massive minutes to all of their starters, but one of them, the key one, Jalen Brunson, is questionable. Now, the word is that he avoided a serious ankle injury. That makes everybody happy. That's just what the blurb says. But if he plays, do you go out and play him 40 minutes on a bum ankle knowing that the not only do you have the deadline tomorrow, and God knows what they can make happen here. They have OG Ananobi, who's just been sitting on the shelf here for a while. I'm not sure if that's intentional, where, well, he looked really good. They've been winning lots of games, and I know DiVincenzo and Hart, a lot of guys have played into that. But Jalen Brunson's questionable, and Dallas is minus two, coming off back-to-back -back road wins, looking really good. Starting to get Maxi Kleba, a huge floor spacer, a guy who can knock down open shots, who can create, uh, uh, not mismatches on the defensive end. He's just somebody who can pin down multiple positions on the defensive end. A really good defender in that way. Derek Jones Jr. healthy. Grant Williams healthy again here. Josh Green emerging. And Tim Hardaway Jr. is just a dude who exists. Maybe he just goes back to New York and wants to show him a thing or two. But what it comes down to is the adjusted net rating here of this team 
without a Jalen Brunson. They're plus 5.1 adjusted net rating. They're 33 and 18. Tibbs is playing starters a lot of minutes, and that generally means for regular season games, you have a much better chance to win because you're not going deeper into the bench, which is assumed to be weaker basketball players. But that is going to fall without Julius Randle, and it's going to fall even further without a Jalen Brunson here in the lineup. I have no way of knowing if they would stay within the top 15 of adjusted net rating without those two. But something tells me as you work through their specific numbers on dunks and threes that you got to feel a little bit pessimistic about it. Let's just start with the, the Julius Randle side because he's been out for a while. Plus 2.1 EPM. What does that mean? It's the estimated plus minus. It's the impact that he has over 100 possessions on a basketball floor. He has a 5.5 expected win share, which is actually the lowest mark that he's had in quite some time. He had 11.5, 11.3 in 2021 here as well. So he's a really good basketball player during the regular season in that type of style of basketball, and he will be missed. But friends, Jalen Brunson, plus 4.7 EPM and a nine expected win share. We're talking about a guy who's been as valuable to a basketball team as just about anybody in the NBA. Yeah, DiVincenzo has 3.9 next to his name. Yeah, you have Quentin Grimes, who's you know out gonna uh, going to be out as well. So Miles McBride has to play. Have you looked at Miles McBride's EPM? Negative 2.2. That's the guy who has to eat the bulk of the minutes. He has a 0.2 estimated win share, just a 59.4% true shooting, which is actually exponentially better than he's had his first two seasons in the NBA, where he was first and fourth percentile in that department. Below 50% is abysmal in true shooting. So I know I'm talking about this a lot, but I want to highlight and star the number of ways that this can go poorly for New York and it probably goes really well for Dallas. So I don't expect them to be moving Kyrie at the deadline. I don't think anybody really does. I think New York, they might try to make something happen. I don't know what they could possibly make happen unless somebody wants an injured Julius Randle. And I don't think anybody's going to want an injured Julius Randle, especially with that salary on the book. You can't make that work. It makes no sense to me that this is minus two with Kyrie, with Luka. We're locking it. Jalen Brunson, go ahead and take a day off. And hey, if he does play, there's no guarantee that he can play 40 minutes again, 42 minutes like Tibbs wants him to. So yeah, get ready to party. Dallas Moneyline, maybe there are some pieces they move to get better that they have to then wait in the wings for, but this is kind of factored into that. I don't get it. This should be closer to five. Dallas minus two. This is insane to me. I don't think Brunson plays for what it's worth. Dallas money line lock. And the Bulls, the Bulls, the Bulls. Andre Drummond, Vucevic, starting up against the, the Minnesota Timberwolves the other night. Wild run out, and yet they're just five-point favorites going into Memphis. Jaron Jackson Jr. is questionable here for this one. Everybody is, like, out for the most part, because that's, like, every game here for Memphis of late. It's been brutal. But Derrick Rose, questionable as well here. He didn't return in the second half of that Knicks game. That was sad, because, again, Rose back in the garden is always a fun thing to watch. But Torrey Craig, questionable here as well. Don't think that really matters. Don't think Chicago is going to be able to do much at the deadline as is, is currently constructed, except for if they want to unload Andre Drummond, which price was asinine high, like insanely high when I saw it today, that they were looking for a first rounder in two seconds. What are we doing here? That's not happening. You also have to make them, well, the money's free. He's like a free person. That, that helps. But you're going to need 
And they need something to make that work. You can't, uh, whatever. Chicago minus five. Let's just pay attention here, shall we? We do have a points prop that makes some sense here. If Torrey Craig ends up out here, this is going to look even better, uh, ever so slightly. But Patrick Williams is out. That's short of the minutes of one uh, Ayo Desunmu. That's for sure. But we know who's going to play a majority of these minutes. And now, I guess Drummond's still on this team going forward. Maybe they try to do the Twin Towers thing again. Andre Drummond, 35 minutes, was not on my bingo card the other night. That's for sure. Him and Vooch splint, splint, sharing the core. Not the, sharing the core. That's not a thing. Sharing the court. Not even splitting those center minutes. It was a wild, wild run out there. But I think that's more matchup-based. I think most people think that's more matchup-based. Maybe more teams try to do that against the Timberwolves and Cat and Gobert. But we shall see. We shall see. In the meantime... No idea what to make of this rotation here for Memphis. It is just hodgepodge nothingness. But Chicago, Alex Crusoe, nine and a half points. This was the opening number. I know Memphis isn't going to be playing up in pace by any means. I know this isn't like something that, you know, is a guy that's predictable in terms of the usage out there. But he averages 9.9 .9 per game. He's playing 36, 37 minutes a night. I know the usage hasn't been there in spades, but like, I still expect him to beat out nine and a half here in this spot against Memphis. But again, this is just a small play that I'm looking for here. Again, it's the trade deadline. Did I mention that? I've got to actually like something and, and this I actually like, and I don't think anybody's getting moved there from Chicago outside of Drummond. And if he does, maybe you're looking at a really small ball lineup going up against Memphis, but Memphis, now that they've moved Tillman, I mean, Santi Aldama and this Jameson character, Trey Jameson, Pretty good matchup here for Drummond and, and Vooch if they do end up playing. Anyway, Alex Cruz are nine and a half points. I like it. Should be around 11. Almost locked this. Almost locked this. And then I realized there's a lot that is going to happen here. Minnesota, Milwaukee. Interesting situation. Chris Middleton out for the Milwaukee Bucks. They get away from that road trip of death. And it was not pretty. It was not pretty. Not a good start here to Doc Rivers' tenure. But getting back into Milwaukee, they were kind of set up to fail there going into Denver, going into Phoenix, having some some miserable matchups. And well, obviously Chris Middleton getting hurt and Damian Lillard not really existing. Those aren't helpful things. But as you look at adjusted offensive rating here for the Milwaukee Bucks, no doubt about it, they're going to be good in that department still without a Chris Middleton. They're fifth in the NBA. They haven't shot the ball particularly well. I can tell you who is mainly at fault for that of late, but Number one in adjusted defensive rating coming to town here. My Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't think Monty Morris is going to be in action here for this one, but I like the backup point guard depth there. I think that's improvement based on what we've seen from him in Denver. Uh, you know, brief stints in, in Washington as well. Like Monty Morris can play a little bit of basketball. Detroit didn't want him to play any basketball, which was a strange phenomenon as well. But, you know, they're just trying to accumulate draft picks, trying to do those kind of things. Minnesota will happily take him on that team, especially when you have to give up, like, what, Troy Brown Jr., Shake Milton, a second rounder? Pretty doable. Pretty doable. Also pretty doable is taking two points here on the road with the Minnesota Timberwolves in its current construction. Gobert couldn't have had a worse night the other night. It was strange to watch him struggle with two bigs on the floor. Again, I don't think Milwaukee is really even set up to, to do anything different than normal. I mean, they could have... Brooke Lopez out there that would be useful he's probable entering this game and just go Giannis him and maybe have Portis out there could the three of them share the floor at the same time I don't think so I don't think that still makes sense but Milwaukee kind of does what Minnesota does all the time with Giannis and, and Brooke Lopez they are tall center-like individuals we'll put it that way 
and I don't care. This is so straightforward for me. Minnesota plus two. When you get two points with the better team in this kind of spot, I understand Giannis. I understand the... It's not even like a need that Milwaukee has to win games. That's the ironic part. They're still third in the East, 33 and 18. Minnesota plus two. No Chris Middleton. I got to do it. I got to do it. Okay, that's all. Utah Jazz, the Phoenix Suns here. Uh, Seven-point dogs entering Phoenix here. And uh, yeah, Phoenix, do they do anything at the deadline? What could they possibly do? They're not going to break up the core four. They're not going to break up their entire starting five. Uh, Grayson Allen's been playing too well within the construction of what they're asking him to do. He can add offense at times. It, Nurk Daddy's been, you know, Nurk Daddy, Beal, Booker, Durant. You've made your bet if you're Phoenix. You're going to try to go out and get some bench of facilitation. You're going to go out and try to find a point guard. But I don't know where you find them. Auntie Morris might have made some sense. That's for sure. But uh, again, trying to find a true point guard, maybe alleviate some of the ball handling duty for Devin Booker so he can be a two-way player, not have to be handling the ball and, and setting things up from time to time. If you could find a true point guard here, move Beal to the three, Durant to the four, Nurk to the five, like life could be really, really fun for them. But again, I don't know how they do that. Anywho, on the Utah side of things, uh, Fontecchio going to probably, well, never play a game in Utah again. Well, he probably will play there as a visitor. Got traded to Detroit. What do they do with their starting lineup? I think it makes some sense to have Ogbaji come in and just do the same 17-minute spot start kind of thing that Chris Dunn does. Keep the rotation somewhat intact, but I guess we'll find out here soon. Maybe Chris Dunn plays extended minutes for once, but obviously who is going to start alongside him? Olenek. Markinen, Collins, everybody's up for, you know, Utah just figured out like their rotations and now they broke it up to some extent, but Montecchio, just a, a dude that apparently didn't fit the framework of what they were trying to do. Hey, Kevin Knox, welcome to the program. He won't be in action here for this one. That's for sure. Anywho, do you have anything you like from this one? Oh yeah, I do. Speaking of facilitators, Devin Booker, five and a half assists, opening number. That is too low. Now, you work through some of the numbers. I said, he's been the main facilitator here for this basketball team as it's currently construction. I don't think that that's what they want long-term. I think Bradley Beal is another guy who can do some of the ball handling duty if necessary, as can Kevin Durant. That hasn't been like some uh, unknown over the entire years. But you look at the assist rates, there's no doubt that this is five and a half. One of the more advantageous props that exists on the board the night before. I have it closer to seven and a half, although this is juiced minus 130 currently at Caesars. Therefore, it goes in the light category. That's a little bit to be laying here, but I'm okay with it. Hopefully, for all you pick them people, five and a half, six. Six, I would still be looking at more, but six and a half is definitely a pass. Speaking of shopping for the best odds, whether that be in the pick'em streets, whether that be in the prop streets, whether that be in the betting streets, whether that be in totals, spreads, whatever you want to talk about, friends, Odd Shopper has the tools and information to help you be profitable at it. The OS Premium Tools, you have the positive EV tool, which is expected value. That is shopping across multiple sports books, finding you the best line within your state and the sites you have access to, and helping you win more money by putting it in the right places. $14.95 weekly right now for that, but that's not all, friends. Discorder, uh, Discord Insider Access, we're talking about my premium picks every single day. Everybody's premium picks that you know and love on this Odd Shopper YouTube channel. Brought to you in one easy-to-find place. We have NBA betting set up. We have NHL betting set up. We have whatever sport you're looking at. We've got experts that are there helping you, curating the tools, helping you figure out exactly how you should be allocating your funds on a daily basis. So $14.95 weekly, $49.95 monthly for all of that together. 
plus 20% off when you use promo code Lindy, L-I-N-D-Y. Look at that. I can spell my own name. Expert picks, Discord, premium tools, all in one package. Now I'm just reading it off the page. I got to get out of here. Friends, Odd Shopper, check it out at the link below. Use promo code Lindy when you do 20% off. Back to the picks. Just two games left. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bells. We get to D'Angelo Russell off the injury report. Now, why would they do that? Why would they do that? Brian Windhorse me. Brian Windhorse me. But I got to say, this is the question, I think, of the trade deadline, which is strange because D'Angelo Russell been bouncing around. He was with the Lakers and he went to Brooklyn. And you saw him get cast off to my Minnesota Timberwolves. And you see him back in L.A. And it's just been a weird run. Oh, well, you saw him in Golden State first and then back in L.A. But I don't know what to make of D'Angelo Russell. I've said it all year. He makes no sense for this basketball team. They are looking for defensive stalwarts. LeBron James, come playoff time, can be your ball handler. You need a point guard that can either just set up the offense, doesn't need to create, and or just can sit in the corner and shoot. And D'Angelo Russell has been an off-ball, too. But Austin Reeves is a better off-ball, too. So... Go get something for D'Angelo Russell if you can now. Shore that part of it up. This might be a lost year as it is for the Lakers. Again, they got to the Western Conference last year off of, well, a really good draw, a couple of fortuitous bounces, a couple of things working out really well for them. And then again, you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, so you can always overachieve come playoff time backing them. You just got, you need to surround them with the skill set that makes the most. And a ball-handling point guard shoot first guy in D'Angelo Russell, sure ain't it. Anywho, it was fun to watch for a little while here because they had started to figure things out offensively. We'll see what ends up happening. Maybe he does stick around, but Contavious Caldwell-Pope is questionable for this one. That really matters from a defensive perspective. That's a guy you want on the floor. That is a winning basketball player. He fits the mold of Jay Crowder from a couple of years ago. He fits the mold of a lot of these two guards that, you know, three and D. That is the epitome of what KCP is. He can lock you up from time to time, but... He'll probably want to show out, has a title here with the Los Angeles Lakers, so show out against his former team. We'll see end up uh, what ends up panning out here with this one. But overall, I think defensively, this is just a wild thing. We have the finals odds above my head, which is kind of cool. Again, Denver plus 425, LA. They are obviously dark horses, but I wish I had just sent my, my lovely producer there a, a note because, well, I was going through different spreads here because, again, spreads are things that I'm working very, very diligently at to try to be better at, to try to project out better, because I do find them to be pretty efficient and beating these markets are generally very, very difficult. But there are certain trends that I don't buy into all the time, but Denver towards the under 32, 18 and one drastically going under in all of these spots and, and now going to be on the road here. They're 14 and 12 on the road, 21 and four at home. So like ridiculous stuff there, but 32 and 18 towards the under that is a ridiculous run out there uh, again that is only 18 games that have been hitting on the over and that's closing lines lines change throughout the day there's so much misinformation out there and in closing lines that's just one part of the story because did it get bet up did it get bet down what was the opening number compared to what was the closing number all i know is that at 229 and a half i love myself the under 225 is where I've got this closer to again, trying to project out possessions, trying to project out pace. And obviously I would love to have KCP on the floor. I do think he's more likely to play than not here, but again, I'm not a doctor. I have no clue. Under 229 and a half, like the under. Hmm. Hmm. 
Okay. Aiton's questionable. Scoot Henderson's questionable. Brogdon, Simons, Grant, Walker, all going to be good to go. Or do they get traded? Kate Cunningham and Bojan Bogdanovich, they ended up sitting out on Wednesday night. I Do they play on Thursday? I don't know. Is Bojan going to be a Detroit Piston by tomorrow? I don't know. All I know is that there's more than I think Detroit could be trading away than Portland could be trading away. I don't know. I feel like you'd want Brogdon. Brogdon would look great in Phoenix for what it's worth, but I don't know how you make that happen. What, what do you want me to do? This is the dumbest game that there has ever been and there ever will be and there ever shall be. And it could be even dumber come first tip. So, well, there's only one. T there's It's tip off, not first tip. First pitch, kickoff. Look at that. Good job, Eric. Way to, way to go out with a bang. Portland minus five and a half lean. Please, God. Whatever you do, do not watch this basketball game. And that does it for another edition of Lindy's Leans, Lakes, and Lacks. You know what to do? Go to that comment section below. Let me know your favorite plays that exist here on the board for Thursday. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. Going to have a Lindy's Locks update over on X at Eric Lindquist. Go follow me there. Also, Lindy's Locks over on TikTok. Been smashing. Hopefully, you've been paying attention to that. The prize picks have uh, been running crazy over there. Started off with three straight. Looking a little bit skittish here for the card on Wednesday. But Lindy's Pick'em Locks at Lindy's Locks. You can check it out there. Lindy's Locks update. That is over on X at Eric Lindquist. And then Le Lindy's Leans Likes and Locks. That's right here on Hot Chopper. You're watching me. It'd be weird if you couldn't find me there. Maybe hit the follow button if you haven't already. Alrighty, y'all. I'm out of here. Thank you, producer, producer Jacob. I know you've been busy. I know you're crushing it there for the Super Bowl. Until next time, friends. I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck. What am I doing? I want to do this or this or best of luck in the NBA streets tomorrow. <laughs>